Let's have a moment of prayer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the many ways that we worship you. Lord, that we are able to worship you uh, through song. Lord, that we're able to worship you through service. That we're able to, to, to worship you through our giving. And Lord, now we worship you through your word. And Father, we thank you that just as you've used your word to speak to people 2,000 years ago, Lord, you can use it to speak to us this morning. And we pray that you would, you would have your way. Lord, that you would speak to us, that we would have ears to hear, hearts to understand, and then, uh, Lord, feet to put it to use, to apply it to our lives. And so, Lord, have your way this morning. Um, we give you the glory. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I mentioned earlier that the theme today is the Lord is my banner. And, and we're going to talk about that, and, and we're going to be in Exodus chapter 17. And that's really primarily where, where we see it mentioned um, for one of the first times in Scripture, the Lord is my banner. And so that's going to be our focus this morning. And as I said, I, I hope you get the deep understanding of what it means for the Lord to be our banner. Um, I'm going to start, and we're just going to read the first five verses together this morning. We'll stop there, and uh, we'll, we'll go, and we'll break it down as we go. But starting in chapter 17, the first verse, it says, The whole Israelite community set out for the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded, and they camped, camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink, and so they quarreled with Moses. And they said, Give us water to drink. And Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses, and they said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Imagine that. Then Moses cried to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. And I will stand there before you by the rock of Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Lord, have mercy, guys. Uh, when you read this scripture, um, it, 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 you've got to get the bigger picture of what's going on here when you, to get the full, full picture of what's going on. Israel has experienced God. At this point, they've experienced God through the plagues. They've experienced God through the crossing of the Red Sea. And they've experienced the Lord's provision of food and water. And yet, they still don't trust Him. That's really the bottom line. They still don't trust Him. And so they, they put the Lord to the test. When they are testing and quarreling with Moses, they don't realize it. But they're actually putting the Lord to the test, right? When they're questioning Moses, when they're challenging him, they're actually putting the Lord to the test. And, and, and Moses, you, you want to put the Lord to the test? And, and you can feel the frustration in his voice, right? I mean, he, he doesn't even call them my people, right? He says, these people. <laughs> what do I do with these people? They're about to stone me. I mean, he's like, I'm done, you know. And if you read on and on in the book of Exodus, Moses and the, Moses and the Lord go back to back. They go back and forth between whose people they are, you know. It's just, but at this point, Moses is like, 
these people, Lord, what do I do with them, you know? They're about to stone me. And, and he's done, you know? And, and, and so God has provided for them, yet they question him. And, and as, as Al pointed out earlier, God shows grace and mercy. I mean, really. You know, he didn't need, yeah, he, 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 he'd be just frustrated. But he, he tells most. here's what you need to do. He blesses them and he gives them the water that they need uh, for the battle that he's preparing them for. And, and he shows that grace and mercy. But my, my question is for you, and, and then the other part that, that I want you to, to notice is the, the words masa and meribah. Masa means testing, and meribah means quarreling. You know, and so there's that picture there. Um, and then they, can't, they have the nerve to ask, is the Lord amongst us or not? And, and, and this part I don't want to miss. That part where they said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Okay? They've been in slavery for hundreds of years. It make our children and livestock die of thirst. Now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes we go in this area where God's brought us out of things, and we wonder, want to go back to where we were. If you can't give me an amen, give me an ouch, okay? We, we do that sometimes. They're, they're reminiscing about going back to the days of slavery, you know? I mean, think about what they're saying, but that's, that's kind of where their minds were. But my question for you this morning is how many of you have struggled with that question this year? Lord, are you amongst us or not? I mean, it's been a crazy, crazy year. I mean, it's been a quite, it, 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 and it's a question of trust, isn't it? Trusting God in the midst of the storm. And it's, it's not been one storm. It's like one storm after another, right? One thing after another. I, I told you guys, I thought this was a four to six week journey. It's not. We're still going. still going on. Uh, I mean, some of you have lost people from COVID. Let's be honest. Some of you have lost family members from this virus. You know? Um, some, some of you, and, 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 you know, we, we've, had, we've had difficult decisions to make as a church, a number of times, because of this virus. We not only had to shut the church down and, 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 and make a decision to shut it down in March, we had to, again, close it down in May. Now, uh, I'm sorry, in November. And I want to clarify that. We never really shut down. Well, we shut down the building, okay? So praise God we had live stream. We were still able to gather. But we weren't able to gather together. And those were hard decisions. I want you to know those were hard decisions for our leaders but well, we had to make those decisions. And I, I want you to know, I am blessed to say that at 99.9, you guys followed the leadership. And I, I want to thank you for not grumbling. Because you know, it would have been easy to grumble, right? It would have been easy to grumble. Um, I, we all struggle not grumbling, right? And that, and that doesn't mean that you agreed with every decision our leadership has made. But you made the decision to trust us and ultimately to trust the Lord over us, that he was leading us. And I want to thank you for that. Because that, that's, really, that's really been a blessing to me and to all, all your leaders. And, and, and so what I want to say to you now is we are, in a, we are in a period of transition. We're transitioning over. And, 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 and guys, by God's grace, God has carried me through a year. It'll be a year this March. I've served as your interim pastor. But I'm transitioning out of that role and transitioning back to my associate pastor role. And Pastor Kim... I'm handing it the baton to you, amen? But I say that to you. Let's welcome him, welcome his family. I say that to you because as we transition to Pastor Kim, I want to exhort you to follow him as he follows the Lord, okay? Uh, as we wait on the vaccine, some of us want things to go back to normal right now. 
We want things the way they were right now. Right? I'm there with you. But we're not there yet. We're still wearing the mask. I hope by Easter we'll be there. But we have, right now we're learning patience, right? There's vaccine, but it's not enough for you, okay? <laughs> not enough for me. We're waiting. And, some, and so we got to be patient because those 65, don't, they get it first. And so we have to be patient. But, and then I also want to tell you, things are going to change, okay? Things, whenever you get a new leader, things change. And there's nothing wrong with that. Change is part of the process. But the reality is none of us like change, at least most of us. We like things a certain way. And, and, and so my, my challenge to you is choose to trust the Lord and follow the leader that he has put in place. Don't grumble. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. We're going to move on to the, the meaty, meaty part of the text, starting in verse 8, verse 8, and read it through, and then we'll break it down. It says, The Amalekites came and they attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Come, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. And as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever his hands were lowered, the Amalekites were winning. Let's read this again and let's raise up our arms, okay, as we do this. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever his hands were lowered, the Amalekites were winning. And when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it up under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. And then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it, because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, Because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. The children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness at this time on their way to the promised land when the Amalekites attacked them, okay? They were, they were in their land, they, they were attacked. They weren't expecting this attack. And, and when Israelite faced the Amalekites in ba- battle, it wasn't with an overwhelming force. So I said, they've been in slavery for hundreds of years, okay? So they're, so they're not warriors. They weren't an experienced army. They weren't, didn't have the best commanders. They've been in slavery for hundreds of years, but yet, Israel did not find it, fight its battles alone. And that's what we're going to find out. Amen? The Lord was with them. Many of you have felt this year, it's been a year of wandering. It's really been a year of testing your faith. And, and we've all experienced attacks and battles of, of, of various kinds. My, my question for you to think about and just reflect on is, what kind of battles, what kind of attacks have you experienced this past year? Maybe it was catching COVID. A number of people in our church have caught it. They've gone through it. Uh, we prayed by God's grace. We prayed you, you through that. Uh, and by God's grace, we haven't lost anyone directly in our congregation to it. We haven't had it spread in our congregation. Um, but I mean, I, I really feel like God has answered prayer. Because there have been some touchy, touch and go situations. Some people that caught it with pre-existing conditions. I'm very concerned. Uh, still praying for Pastor Dale. Continue to pray for him and, and Sharon. I talked to him the other day. He just said, 
I'm, I'm recovering, but it's slow, you know. They told him it might be three months before he feels fully himself. And so I, I don't want to make light of it because it's, it's a serious virus. But God has been gracious to, to, to us uh, through this. Um, and as I said earlier, maybe you've experienced the loss of a loved one from this disease. I, I know in our congregation, over 30 people in our congregation have lost loved ones this year. Now, it's not all been from COVID. COVID's just made it bigger. But, but just from natural death, other situations... But it's been a very difficult and trying year for our congregation. And it's been difficult and trying because we can't even do a funeral the way we normally do a funeral. Because it's, it's limited to 10 or less people. And so that's been difficult too. Some, some of you have, have lost multiple people in your family. I, I know of one sister that's lost her, her youngest brother. Jackie lost her youngest brother, her eldest brother, and her best friend. I'm praying for Jackie. We need to be lifting her up. But I'm just saying it's, it's been a challenging year um, for, for many of us. Some of you have experienced the loss of a job. Some have experienced that are listening online have experienced the loss of a business. I mean, it's, it's been a trying year. Uh, all of us experience, have experienced deep isolation. I, I don't know about you, but it, it's affected me. You know, it's this, this hibernating in place. I'm a very social person. Um, I'm a hugger. Can't hug right now. Um, it's been difficult. I like my wife, Mary Ellen. I like my da- daughter, Sarah. But uh, they're tired of me- seeing me, and I'm tired of seeing them sometimes. I like to see somebody else, you know. I mean, just being honest, you know. I mean, we love, you know and, and when you see the same person all the time, you kind of see the things that irritate you too, right? So I'm just being honest. And Mary Ellen, I hope she's laughing at home. Uh, but, but anyway, you get the point. It's, it's been, you know, and, and it's affected you, all of us, mentally, that, that loss of fellowship, Right? And so I'm just being honest and being real. Um, and, and so, and then working from home. Some of us are working from home and some of us say it's a good thing. But those of you that work at home and you got kids at home, it find, sometimes it's difficult to work, okay? Because who's going to watch the kid? Well, I got to work. Well, you watch me. Oh, you got to work. I don't know. I mean, it's back and forth, you know. And then that, that's brought up unanswered prayer. Some of us have prayed for family members and they haven't made it, Right? God took them home, and it's been, it's been difficult in dealing with that, and, and then the doubts that come with that. And so I'm just saying that, that these are things that, that, that have gone on. And, and what I want to say to you is when crisis comes in life, sometimes we have to fight, okay? And I, I want to explain that, because I'm in a Baptist church, so I don't want you all to be thinking we can fight in here, okay? <laughs> Let me get this right. Let me explain. Sometimes... God does it all. Sometimes we pray and God removes the storm. And we're done and we move on. I praise God. I love those times. You know? But sometimes, and sometimes he carries us through the storm, right? He lifts us up. Carries us through the storm. However, sometimes God tells us, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this through you. You're part of the process. I need you to fight. This is part of the process. Yes, you're crying out to me. Yes, I'll do my part, but you have to do your part too. And it's all about walking with the Lord on that journey, right? Amen? And so it's not just he doesn't do it all, you know? We have to do it. And I've said before, I give an illustration about, about the idea that uh, those doors that automatically open for you, they don't automatically open. You have to take a step towards the door, right? And as you take the step, that step of faith, the door opens up. And so you and I have to take those steps of faith. And, and so there's, 
there's a part that we need to do. And sometimes we need to fight in our walk with the Lord. Amen? And I want to encourage you because some of the people are getting tired of fighting. I, I, I think about my pastor's group. I was meeting with my pastor's group. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some of my pastors are tired. They're tired. And, and they're tired of, of everything from the church being unable to meet. There's, there's churches right now that have, have still physically not met since March. You imagine trying to keep a church together that has not been able to meet? You know, and, and I'll say this about our building. I, I, I talk about our building, but I am so thankful that we have a building. Okay? I've got a lot of churches that, that meet in, in schools. Guess what? They can't meet. Schools, they can't meet there because, you know, school won't let them meet there. So at least we have a building, okay? So guys are struggling with that. They're struggling with race riots, racial divide, political upheaval, all that stuff. It, it weighs heavy on, on my pastor's group. And so I encourage you to pray for my brothers. You know, we lift each other up. We need to hold up their arms and, 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 and as well. And so I, I just encourage you to, to pray for the shepherds, you know. Um, and so... As I said, sometimes we need to fight in our walk with the Lord. And God did the same thing with Israel in this situation. Yes, he said, I will give you the land of milk and honey, right? But they're going to have to fight for it. They're going to have to fight for it. And he said, I will be with you as you fight for it. And so that, that's, that's what I want to explain to you is that sometimes we have to fight for the things that God is bringing us to. And we're going to have to continue to do that. And we're going to have to continue to exhort each other when some of us want to give up. Because some days, I'm going to need you all to lift me up. Okay? Some days, Pastor Kim's going to need you to lift him up in prayer. And I want to I talk about that in, in the next point. The next point is, we need each other. Let's say that together. We need each other. Okay? Aaron, and, and Aaron was Moses' brother, right? And we believe her was married to Miriam, and so was possibly Moses' brother-in-law. So these brothers were there to support Moses. And they supported him in a number of ways. I, I can imagine that they're shouting encouragement to him as he's holding up the staff to the Lord and standing up as they start this battle and, and, and saying, keep your hands up, Moses, keep your hands up. And saying, Moses, we're winning the battle. Because as he was holding his hands up, the, the, the Israel's winning the battle, right? And, and, and so he's keeping them out. So he needed that, that emotional support. Uh, and then there's physical and there's spiritual support. Because I imagine as he's raising up that staff, you need to understand what that means. We raise up the staff when the Lord is our banner. What are we doing? We are worshiping the Lord. Amen. We're praying to the Lord. We're crying out to the Lord. We're saying, Lord, I can't do this. Amen. But you can. And, and I, I say worship because when we worship, it's very powerful. Amen. How many of you know that the enemy tries to get inside your head? And he speaks negative things about the Lord and negative things, you know, and, and tries to take your hope away. And when you worship, he flees. He's got to go. That's part of the reason worship is so important. Because we fix our eyes on him, and the enemy's got to flee. Same thing when we pray. And so that's why that's so powerful. And, 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 so, and we need each other to hold each other's arms up. Okay? I say that to you. Uh, so we can fight the battles that come, come our way. Just as Aaron and Hur held up Moses' arms, many of you have held up my arms during the many challenges that came our way this, this last year. 
I mean, we, we went through COVID. I remember when we went through COVID and we're coming into June, numbers are down, getting ready to open. We're preparing our reopening plan. And then we have the situation with George Floyd, Minnesota. Terrible, terrible situation. And I, I still see that video. I mean, just it's horrifying. And it, it, it broke our nation in many ways. I mean, we, 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 people had enough. They were done. And then we had race riots. And, and, and we had, and, and there were right to protest. A lot of folks were protesting out there. I understood what was going on. But it just got so crazy. And then we had violent protests with stores being broken in. I was here with Morris Brown and Tim Dish, and they can tell you we were in the parlor. And I don't know how we thought we were going to hold back thousands of people, but we were there to just protect the church. We were praying together. Morris was on the steps. I remember he had to actually escort people off the steps as they were cursing out cops, a police, policeman outside, and going after him. It's like, okay, that's, not, that's not what we're doing here, not on our steps. You know, and so we, we, we were going through that difficult period. You know, and then, of course, the numbers shot up through the roof, right? Because most people weren't wearing masks. Now we've got COVID going, going rampant again. Um, I mean, it was just all these things. And, and I, I just want to thank you all for praying with me during this season. And I want to talk about some ways that you guys have held my, held my arms up during this season. Uh, one of the ways that you've held up my arms is, is partnering in mission. You know, a lot of churches stopped doing the things they were doing during COVID because they didn't know how, how, did, how do we still do those? How do we still minister when, with these masks? And yet, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed by the Monday night meal. I remember talking to Michelle. I said, what are we going to do? We can't bring them in. So what do we do? They said, well, we go out. And so we, we made meals and we went out. And they were risking their lives when they were going out, okay? When Carl went out, Yes, they were wearing the mask, and, 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 and Michelle was wearing the mask, and Cynthia was wearing the mask, but there was still risk involved. Amen? Amen? And yet they risked because they knew our community needed the food. And then God brought others that brought food to us. I remember we had a situation where Pastor Allen has connections through Together Chicago, with groups that could get food, access food, and we had uh, farmers feeding families. And we basically unloaded a U-Haul, you know, in, in, outside our church. And, and feed, fed so many people that needed food in our community. And we're just blessing them. Yeah, we social distanced. Yeah, we wore, made sure they wore the mask. But they needed food. And Brother Morris that's sitting over there in the corner, he opened up the pantry. Had the pantry open several, several weeks in a row, just opening up the pantry. So people could come and get access to food. Amen? And, and we went on and, and we, we weren't just feeding them food. We were, we were giving out Face masks to people for physical protection. We're giving out Bible tracts to people. We're praying with people. Because they, what? They ultimately, they, who do they need? They need Jesus, right? They need salvation. And so we, we were all about that. Hand sanitizer, face masks, Bible tracts. I thank Barb for that. Um, and then end of the year, we gave out turkey baskets to people in our community as well. So thank you for partnering in ministry that we continue to minister. Elder Doug said we've done more ministry this year, even, even though in the midst of COVID, we've done more, you know. And so praise God. Thank you for that. Uh, and, and then I want to talk about partnering in prayer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This other area I want to talk about is partnering in prayer. When we first... I uh, went through this, this challenge, and we knew we weren't going to meet. I, I said, how are we, Lord, how are we going to stay connected? And the Lord put Sunday Buonhat on my heart. And Sunday Buonhat is, is a man of prayer. 
He writes books about prayer, but the bottom line is he prays. He lives it out. And, and his church had, had uh, read, read that, that book, Just Ask, Just Ask the Lord. And, uh, and, and, and they had, God had led them to have a, a daily prayer time. And I remember talking to him about that because at that time we, just, we had our Wednesday night. And I knew we couldn't do that the way we normally had done it. Uh, and, and he encouraged me to consider going to a, a daily prayer time. And so we began daily prayer meetings, 7 to 8 every night. And now it's Tuesday through Friday. And we began to pray. And, and as I've told you guys that are part of that, we never run out of things to pray for. Amen? Amen. I mean, it's, it's been one thing after another that we've prayed for. And we have lifted up members of people's families through COVID. And God has brought them through, healed them, touched them, brought them through. Amen? And, and, then, and then it just people that are on and grieving and just need to be ministered to. I mean, it's been such a way to stay in touch with the body, to know what's going on. Because I'm hearing from the deacons just every week. Every week we're talking and saying, what, what needs to happen? How can we pray? But that time, and I encourage you, if you're not a part of that, to give us your information, fill out welcome slips so we can get, make you a part of that. Because all you have to do is have a phone. You know, so you don't have to have a computer. You just dial the number and you can be part of our prayer meeting and join us for those times of prayer. But we've partnered in prayer because that is where the power is at. Amen? That's where the power is at. And then partnering in giving. I want to thank you that this year, uh, it's been a hard time for churches. I mean, some people said, well, the church isn't physically meeting. Why should I give? I've actually had that conversation. It was a very difficult conversation, but I kept it together. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, the point is that we, 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 still, we still have lights, heat. You know, we still have to, to move forward. And you guys have been faithful to give. I mean, we, we ended up the year, I think, just 4,500. That's all we missed it by. And that's a tremendous blessing. So I want you guys to give yourselves a hand and thank the Lord for his provision in terms of that. Uh, and when, in addition to that, we raised $18,000 to repair our boiler in the fall. That was, that was not something that was on the list, okay? But it came on the list and we got it done. And just as, as that said, we'll, we'll get done what needs to be done downstairs as well. Um, and then... Lastly, I want to mention how you've held my arms up, and that is following the leadership of the church. You know, we, we put together a policy for the church, basically the three W's, right? We said, wear your mask, watch your distance, watch, wash your hands. And you guys have all cooperated and said, the only way this is going to work is if we all do it. And you've all done it. And we've been, by God's grace, we haven't had spread in our congregation, right? We haven't had that, that situation where we had to shut it down because of that. Because we've all done what we needed to do. And so I, I thank you for that. Uh, and, and we've kept the unity. There's been unity in our church in the midst of this. And I tell you, I've talked to pastors, and, and that's such a struggle right now. Churches are split. They're split politically with what's going on in our nation. They're split for all kinds of reasons. But you guys have kept the main thing, the main thing. And the main thing is Jesus. Amen? Amen. He's over it all. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so we've stayed united in the midst of of all these different things, and, and I, I thank you. I thank you for that. Last point is, we need the Lord. We need the Lord. Say it with me. We need the Lord, right? When Moses was raising his staff up to heaven, I believe he was praying and he was worshiping the Lord. It, it's absolutely a story about prayer. And, and that's how we lay hold of the throne room of heaven and get access to his divine power. It's, a, it's really a, of two things. Of prayer and of power. Because we're going to see God's power in just a moment. 
Uh, but, 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 you know, when we, when, we, when we don't pray, what we're saying is, I'm in control. I got this thing. When we pray, we're acknowledging, I can't do this on my own. I need you. As, as it says in John 15, apart from you, I can do nothing. Amen? Amen? And I want you to know, you've got two pastors that are, we honestly believe that. We know we need the Lord's direction for this church. We know, uh, our elders know that, our deacons know that. Apart from, from the Lord, we can do nothing. Apart from the Lord, brother, you wouldn't be here. Honestly. You're an answer to prayer. You're an answer to prayer. I want you to know that. We prayed and God answered. And, and so I want you to know a picture of what a banner is. A banner is something that identifies and it unifies a group of people. You know, see an example of a military flag or, or standard called a banner. The Israelites saying, the Lord is my banner. This is what it means. It was a way of identifying themselves as unified followers of the Lord God. Amen? A banner also functions as a, as a rallying point for, for, for the troops. You, you see the troops looking back there and they see Moses with his arms up, hands upheld. It's inspiration for them, right? To continue to fight the battle. And, and, and one of the things you know, notice in that battle is that, you know, it, it wasn't a five-minute battle, okay? I mean, it was going on for a while, so Moses needs some help. He needed people to hold up his arms. And you see Aaron and her coming alongside him. And they, they identified what was going on, right? They see that he's getting tired. I want you to tell you, when you see somebody getting tired in their walk, do something about it. Don't ignore it. Come alongside them as they came alongside Moses. They, what did they do? They, they, they realized, you know, he can't stand no more. I'm going to put a rock up under there. Today we put a pillow, but they had a rock. And they, they sat, sat him down, sat down on the rock. And now he could sit. But then his arms, he couldn't hold up his arms anymore. You imagine trying to hold up your arms for that length of time, right? And I love that picture that one grabbed one arm, pulled it up. Aaron on one side, her on the other. And they're holding them up. They're holding them up. And that is literally what we need to do for one another at, at times, okay? And I'm going to need that from you. And you're going to need that from me. And it's a, it's a reciprocal thing. And Pastor Nick's going to need that from you and vice versa. We need to be praying and lifting one another up, right? We need each other. We need each other. And ultimately, we, we need the Lord. The Lord works through each, through, each of, through each of us. Yes, the Lord told the Israelites they needed to fight, but they understood that the Lord would fight with them. Amen? In the altar Moses built in Exodus 17, it marks a place where the Lord intervened. He intervened on behalf of his people and promised to utterly defeat his enemies. That, Israel had no, no, no hope of defeating the Malachites. The Malachites were trained warriors, Right? But with God, anything is possible. Amen? Amen. And, and, and God worked. John, Psalm 25, 20 verse 5 that I read earlier today, it says, May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up the banners in the name of our God. In verses 6 to 8 it says, Now I, this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power in his right hand. The Lord has the power to give us victory. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalm 60, I want you to look this up later. Psalm 60, verses 4 or 5, puts it this way. It says, They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand for God's people will continue to say, The Lord is my banner because it is in His power. This is Psalm 60, verse 4 or 5. It is in His power that our enemies are vanquished. The Lord 
is our banner, is that he is the one under which whom we unite. Amen? We unite under him and him alone. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. And we're rescued by him and we're identified in him. That's what it means. We say the Lord is our banner. Amen? Amen. You and I today, we still, we still have a banner. And I'm going to call us to that banner right now, this cross. Okay? We gather around the cross. Okay? The cross is our banner. I, I don't know how to say it in Hebrew. Hebrew. I just say Yahweh, 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 Jehovah Nisi, right? The Lord on the cross is our banner. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus said this, the Son of Man will be what? Lifted up, right? The cross is our standard raised high. We rally by its side. We regroup. Sometimes we flee to it. In the midst of the battle, we look to the cross. When assaulted by temptations, we flee to the cross. But guess what? Jesus didn't stay on the cross. He was obedient to the Lord. Even the Son of Man grew faint and tired. But on the third day, God gave him the victory. Amen? We serve a risen Lord. Amen? And so we recognize that. We recognize it. So, yes, the cross. But we serve a risen Lord. And he is the one that can, and again, that we go to. And that gives us victory. So let's pray together. And uh, I want to encourage you. Just as I've shared, that the Lord is our banner today. Um, let's continue to lift one another up in the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we, we, Father in heaven, we give you thanks. You are our banner. We ask, we pray, we plead that you would strengthen our hands for the battle. Lord, help us hold up our hands to you. Give us an Aaron and a her to gather around us. And let us be an Aaron and a her for someone else that needs us to hold up their arms. Give us the humility to ask for help when we need it. Lord, I thank you for my pastor's group. Just saying, pray for me. We're honest and vulnerable and ask for prayer. So Lord, help us not to pretend that we have it together, but to ask for help. And most of all, to turn our eyes towards Jesus and what he did for the, on the cross for us. Lord, thank you that we serve a risen Savior. That we can put our faith and our hope and our trust in him. And we just acknowledge you, Lord, as our banner today, the one in which we are united and put our faith and trust. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.